Christmas is here. Amen. It's a season to be jolly. La, 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 la. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but Christmas is one of the seasons of the year that has a very emotional element to it. And depending your environment, depending your context, it could be a, a season of happiness, of joy, but it also could be a season of sadness, depression. Um, but one of the distinctives of this particular holiday, of this one, is that Christmas is the time of the year when people already start thinking about giving. Seasons, the Christmas season is all about giving. As a matter of fact, this is so much so that they even made this thing called Black Friday, which conditions us to start buying things for people because Christmas represents that. It represents giving. It's a time of the year when you don't think about yourself, depending if you're a narcissistic egomaniac, but, you know, because when is your birthday, when is your birthday, that's the time of the year you celebrate you. And on your birthday, oh my God, what am I going to get? And mama, here's my list, and this is what I want. But on Christmas, it shifts from what I want to what I want to give to somebody else. And if you are the type of person who sees Christians, Christmas as a what I want, then you're missing out on the point and the purpose of Christmas. Um, I remember as a child, um, during Christmas, we used to do this thing called, and we still do it, Kris Kringle, you know what that is? Where there's a bunch of names on a, in a bowl and you got to pick a name. And there was this one person in my family who nobody wanted them to be picked by that person. Because we already knew what we was going to get. And, and, and I remember I, I, I would always hope that my sisters would get me. Because my sisters knew how to give good gifts. My brothers, eh. But my, every time it was Christmas and one of my sisters had me, I was like, yes. Cha-ching. But, but, but that's the same way I am as well. I like Christmas primarily because not what I'm going to get out of it, but more because of the expression I'm going to see when I give the gift. I don't, and, and I don't know what excites you. What excites me about Christmas is when I give the gift and they open and they're like, <gasps> it is that expression from the other side that makes me feel, yes. 
So I prefer giving a good gift for Christmas than actually receiving one. And I tell my, my family all the time, listen, you know, don't give me a gift. And I tell them every year, I don't want a gift. Because at the end of the day, I'm paying for it. <laughs> but, but, so don't give me no gift, I'm paying for it. <laughs> but, but, but I enjoy giving than I do. Now, my birthday, y'all better hook me up. But for Christmas, for Christmas, I like to give and see that reaction, you know, and, 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 and see that reaction. And so every, but the problem, the problem with giving a good gift, the problem in giving a good gift is that now you have to think, what am I going to give next year that creates that <gasps> experience as the one you gave last year? So, so it, it causes you to think. It causes you, oh my God, what can I get and, and how do I do it? And, and, and because, because, because I, I get a thrill, I get a thrill in the reaction of the person receiving the gift. And so, what do we do? For Christmas, we get gadgets, right? Call it iPhone 6, 6S, 7, 7S, 8, AS. Gadgets. If not gadgets, clothes. If not clothes, purses. And the lady said, Woo! Because these are things that make us feel like, wow, valuable. And so Christmas is all about giving. It's all about giving. It's about giving. And, 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 if, and if you remember when you was a child, remember you was a child, and you saw the tree full of gifts, and your name was on that gift, and you can open it till Christmas, and depending, if you're Puerto Ricans, you can open it 24, 12 o'clock midnight, 24th, right? All right? If you're not, if you're not Puerto Rican, we, you know, we, 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 we can't wait. With the spirit of des desperation, we, we open it the 24th, but And so you can't open a gift, and what do you do? And as a kid, as a kid, as a kid, if you remember when you were a kid, as a kid, the bigger the gift. But now that you're older, now you know that the bigger the gift it might be Tupperware, you know what I'm saying? It, may, it, might, be a, 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 it might be an iron, and, and you know, the bigger the gift, but the, not, no, when you grow, you see how things change? When you're a child, the bigger the better. When you're big, the smaller the better. And so you're there trying to figure out what's in the box. And sometimes... We get all caught up in the decorations of the gift, right? Because as well, you know, if, 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 I, if I give you a nice gift wrapped up in tacky paper, right? Your impression of the gift, eh. and it could be a million-dollar check, but because I wrapped it wrong, 
And it looks ugly. Ah, that's mine. But if you got a gift that looks like this, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because presentation, I feel like preaching, presentation is everything. Presentation is everything. Presentation speaks about the capacity that you have and making somebody feel valuable when you give them the gift. If you were to wrap this up any kind of way, the impression I get of you is you're, you're, you are a last-minute shopper. You're not attentive to detail. But if I see you wrap it up all nice and a little bow and a little red and green and combine it, I'm thinking this person put so much effort on the outside. Good God Almighty, I can only imagine what's on the inside. And so God, who is a God who likes to give good gifts, he has a gift that he wants to give us. But the gift he wants to give us, in order to understand the power of that gift, he has to give us a presentation So that when you open the gift, it makes sense. Because, 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 because if I don't present the gift in a way that excites you, because imagine this gift wrapped up in newspaper with your dog's urine all over it. Now, I get green on me, I get graphic. And, 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 and every time you, gotta, you try to touch it, it smells. You're not counting the days to open the gift. But because the presentation is so wonderful, and every morning you wake up, you run down to the tree, and yes, it's still there. And it, and, and it creates a sense of expectation to want to open the gift. So the power of the gift is in the gift itself, but in the process of presenting the gift to keep you captivated so that when you open it, you can enjoy what's on the inside. Can somebody say amen? So today I want to talk about the greatest gift that God has ever given mankind. The greatest gift is not a gadget. It's not clothes. It's not a vehicle. It's not a gift card. It's not money. The greatest gift is a name. Let me rewind that. The greatest gift is a name. And what name is that gift? Somebody shout God's name. Okay. Now, what is God's name? God, some people say, you know, God. Let me say this. God's name is not God. Before you start posting stuff, please. 
My pastor got mad revelation. His name ain't God. Listen, don't do that. <laughs> Let me explain these things before you start posting. God's name is not God. God is not a name. God is a title. Now, what is God? Well, let's define what God is. The name, the title God is self-existing one, self-sufficient one, or one who needs no one to exist. That is what God is. That's why when I say I worship God within that title God, you have the Father, you have the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit. My name is not pastor. Pastor is my title. And pastor gives me the right to stand up here every Sunday and tell you what the Bible says. But because I'm a pastor, that does not mean that's my name. Pastor is the position I assume. But my name was given to me by my mama and my papa. Which some of y'all didn't notice. But my real name is Jose Gabriel Mejia. Post that. But none of y'all ever call me Jose. Why? Because when you address me, you don't, you don't address me by my name. You address me by my title. Hey, Pastor. How you doing, Pastor? But to say my name is, a pa my name is Pastor is a lie. Because Pastor is the office I exercise as a religious leader. So when we say his name is God, no, his name is not God. That's his title. Some say, well, his name is Jehovah. His name is not Jehovah. Let me explain Jehovah. First of all, the name Jehovah stems out, out of Old Testament theology, which the real pronunciation of Jehovah in Hebrew is composed of four consonants, which is the Y-H-W-H. Try to pronounce that. You cannot. Why? Because it doesn't have vowels. And the reason why the Hebrew people gave him the name YHWH is because since they could not pronounce the name, the name represented the God they could not understand. Because in the times of the Bible, you were given a name based on your destiny and based on your personality. And since man don't understand God, Psalmist said, who is man that you should be mindful of him? And the son of man, well, I love that preacher. So, so when they said, what are we going to call him? They didn't know because he was so big and so wide and so, and so strong and so powerful that the only thing they said is, let's come up with a name that we ourselves can pronounce to represent this thing called God. 
And so they call them Y-H-W-H. But, be, but because you can't pronounce that, they added some vowels. And now instead of pronouncing Y-H-W-H, now you have Y-A-H-W-E-H, which is Yahweh, which is the word or the name Jehovah. But Jehovah's not God's name. Jehovah is the name the people made for God. But that's not God's name. God never told him, I have, my name is Jehovah. No, he identified himself in the proportion of the name the people gave God. So we learned today that God's name is not God. That's his title. We learned that Jehovah is not his name. That's the name the people gave to God. So then the question is, what is God's name? Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4. The wisest man in the world who knew virtually everything in his time. I'm talking about King Solomon. Look what he says. He asks about four to five questions in this verse. He says, verse 4, who has gone up to heaven and come down? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? And then he says, what is his name? And the name of his son. That phrase, surely if you know, he's saying, if anybody knows it, can you please tell me? This is the wisest man in the world who should know everything. After he saw, after he saw the heaven come down, after he saw the hands gathered by the wind, after he saw the waters in a cloak, after he saw the establishment of the ends of the earth, when he saw all that, he said, well, what is this? Who is this? What's his name? So, so throughout all of scriptures, we see God revealing himself like a wrapping paper. You know, when you look at a wrapping paper, you're like, oh, my God, it's a big gift. It's a nice gift. Oh, my God, it's beautiful. Look at what, what God does is God wants to give us the gift of a name. But the thing is that in the Old Testament, it was not the time to think about the Old Testament as Black Friday. You don't give your Christmas gift on Black Friday. You give your Christmas gift on Okay, but you buy it on Black Friday, and you put it in the tree the day after Black Friday, and you keep that child looking at that gift for the next 32 days in a level of excitement because, because you want that child to know there's something under the tree for you, and, and, and all you got to do is believe that it's there. And when you feel crazy, look how pretty I made it. For the Old Testament was the wrapping paper, if you will, of God's name. That's why throughout the Old Testament, what God made, his business was to give us snippets. All right, all right, all right. How many of you guys ever done uh, Kris Kringle? Kris Kringle, right? right? Let's say, let's say I, you pick me, right? And for the next fifth, two weeks, three weeks, every week you give me a little gift. And there's a little hint of the gift. So, so let's say you give me, let's say week one, you give me a pack of batteries, right? But that's not the gift because it's not Christmas yet. But now that you gave me a pack of batteries, I know that the gift is an electronic device, right? Because the batteries give me a sign. 
I got to use this at some point in my gift. Then the week after that, you give me a head tent, right? And I look at the batteries, and I look at a head tent. Now in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be a Walkman. There's got to be a iTunes. Because, 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 because every week you're giving me clues, snippets. You're giving me snippets of what the real gift. So, you know that God did that throughout the Old Testament? God says, I want to give you a gift, and that gift is my name. And no, it ain't God. That's my title. And no, it ain't Jehovah. Y'all made that up for me. I want to give you a name. But until I give you the name, let me give you snippets. Give you snippets. So when we look at scriptures, we see that God reveals himself through himself. He reveals himself through expressions of himself. That's why... In order to know the name of God, you got to study the expressions of God. Because the expressions of God are the end result of the name of God. So when we study the, the expressions of God. That's what I want to say when I got 20 minutes. Listen. God says, I'm going to give you my name. But until I give you the name, which is my gift, I'm going to give you other names. But these other names is not my name. All right. Like, my name is Jose Gabriel, but everybody calls me Gabby. Some people, name is Peter. Peter Rodriguez, but they call you Pucci, right? And they call you, they call you Chucho, and they call you, they call you JJ, and they call you Rocky. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. If I go in there, I'm going to come out. Let me see. So what God does is, until I give you my gift, I'm going to express myself. Because I can't give you my name right now because it's not the time to give it. Romans says, Romans says, when the fullness of time came, God gave the name. But until that time came, God says, until I, until I give you the name, I'm going to give you expressions of who I am so that when my name come, you can understand it was me all along. So, 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 so what's God's name? It ain't Jehovah, it ain't God. Matter of fact, if God was his name, then, we'll have, then there's a problem with the text. If God's name was God, then why does Moses say in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, the following? Moses said, uh, the other verse, the other verse. There you go. Moses said to who? To who? Suppose I go to Israelites and say to them, the God of your father has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell him? Time out. If his name is God, then why is he asking for a name? If Moses is sure that God's name is God, then there's no need to say, God sent me. But he says, I know my people. And when I stand before my people talk about God, they're going to ask me, what's your name? So I just can't go with God because that's your title. I need a name. And God says, Verse 14, then God said to Moses, I am, I heard it, <laughs> a spirit of abuse here. Then God said to Moses, I am who I am. In other words, Eshed, Eshed, Eshed. And he says, and this is what you will say to who? This is not what you're going to say to the entire world. This is the name I'm going to give you for the Israelites. 
Because in this moment, in the history of Israel, they need a name that's going to represent who I am. So for this moment, tell them, I am that I am. But I am that I am is not all that I am. Post that out. I am that I am is not all that I am. After God tells that to Moses, we see people in Scripture that live their life pursuing to find out the name of God. We see it in the book of Judges chapter 13 verse 17. When Samson's father by the name of Manoah, he gets the word of the Lord. He says, I'm going to give you a son and he's going to be Samson and he's going to be a deliverer and he's going to be a Nazarite and he cannot cut his hair and I'm going to use him to deliver my people from the hand of Philistines. And Manoah says in verse 17, then Manoah inquired the angel of the Lord and said, what is your name? Time out of his name is God. Why are you asking for a name? What is your name? So that when so that we may honor you when the word has come true. Not only that, in Genesis 32, 29, we see Jacob who fought with the angel of the Lord. And look what it said. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask for my name? And he blessed him by doing that. So through all of throughout all of biblical history. Godly people has en have endeavored to pursue the identity of the name of God. So God is saying, Jacob, you're saying, God, what's your name? He's like, I can't tell you, Papa. <laughs> Manoah, hey, what's your name? I can't tell you, Papa. Moses, what's your name? All I'm going to give you is I am. So you won't get I am. And God, and God, but, but the thing is, God is like that. God is like that good giver that, give, give, that gives good gifts. He's like, I, I can't give you the gift now. Because if I give you the gift now, you're not going to understand it. If I give you the gift now, it's not going to make sense. And just like Black Friday, you prepare the way for the Christmas. He says, God, uh, what I'm going to do until that name come, I'm going to express myself in different areas so that you can see why I'm doing this so that when my name come, comes, it makes sense. So throughout all of the Old Testament, what God did was express aspects of the essence of who he is is until the fullness of time came. That's why in the Bible, you're going to see that God expresses himself as Jehovah El Shaddai, which means the Lord God is almighty. But I can't say God's name is El Shaddai because that's just an expression of God at the moment of who he is. Then you find that God expresses himself as Jehovah Elion, which is the Lord, the most high God. But then you see another expression that is called Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner or the Lord is victory. Then you see God expresses himself as Jehovah Roe or Jehovah Rea, which means the Lord is my shepherd. Then you see the Lord express himself as Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord is my healer. Then you see the Lord express himself as Jehovah Shama, which means the Lord is present. Then you see the Lord express himself as Jehovah Sikhanu, which means the Lord is my justice and my righteousness. Then you see the Lord express himself as Jehovah Mekadesh, which is the one, the Lord who sanctifies me. Then you see him express himself as Jehovah El Olam, which is the Lord does not change, nor there is variation in him. Then you see the Lord express himself as Jehovah Hasinu, which is the Lord is my maker and my creator. Then you see the Lord express himself as 
Jehovah Jireh, which is the Lord is my provider. Then you see him express himself as Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is my peace. Then you see him express himself as Jehovah Saboah, which means the Lord of hope. Let me explain what that means. What God is saying is, I want to give you a name because the greatest gift I got for the world is a name. But in order for you to understand that name, you got to understand that I'm going to give you snippets of the name. So throughout all of Scripture, in the Old Testament, God showed himself so that when the name would come, we could identify, oh, this is him, this is him, this is him. The last verse in the Old Testament, the last verse in the Old Testament. After God gives us snippets of his name, after God gives us snippets of his character, after God shows us aspects of his essence, when he shows himself to be Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Mekedesh, Jehovah Eliom, Jehovah uh, uh, Jehovah uh, uh, Sikhanu, Jehovah, Jehovah Roi, and all these Jehovah, after he shows himself in all of these characteristics, look what the Bible says in Zacharias chapter 14 and verse 9. It says, the Lord will be king over the whole earth on that day somebody say that day on that day there will be one lord and his name the only name what god is saying that a day is going to come when all you need is one name because all of these other names were just preparing the way for the name but when that day comes you don't need these names because this name is the gift on one day on one day on one day Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20 says but after he considered this an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said Joseph son of David do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit here it goes and she will bring birth a son and you will call his name and he will save his people from their sins. So when Jesus was born, God is saying, Christmas is here. The time has come to open the gift. Now, when you open the gift, you're expecting an iPad. You're expecting a laptop. You're expecting a $1,000 gift card. But when it's time to open the gift, all we got was this, Jesus. Now, 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 now. If I hadn't wrapped the gift, with a lot of detail, when you saw the name, you wouldn't give it any value. But because for generations, God was preparing the way for the gift so that when Jesus shows up, I feel like preaching. That's why 
when Jesus shows up, not only did he show up, but he made sure that he lived out every name in the Old Testament. The Bible says that God expressed himself as Jehovah El Shaddai. And my Bible tells me that Jesus is in the highest place with the angels in glory. The Bible says that Jesus overcame the devil. Jesus overcame the grave. Jesus overcame sin. He's almighty God. The Bible expresses Jesus as Jehovah Elion, which is the most high God. And Luke says in Acts 7, 49, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Jehovah expresses Jesus as Jehovah Nisi, which is the Lord is my victory. The Lord is my victory. The Lord is my victory. John says, Revelation chapter 7, 1 and 17, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, and he placed his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and I am the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but I was dead. But look, I'm alive, and his victory is your victory. Jesus made it his business to express himself as Jehovah Roah, which means the Lord is my shepherd. John 10, 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus expressed himself as Jehovah Rapha, which means he's my healer. When he healed the woman of the issue of blood, when he healed Naaman's daughter, when he rose the dead, when he healed the paralytic, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking... His name is Jesus. Jesus expressed himself as Jehovah Shammah. John 14, 8 and 9 says, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that it be enough for us. And Jesus said, hey, you sucker, don't you know me? Even after I've been among with you such a long time, whoever sees me, Jesus expressed himself as Jehovah Sikhanu, which is my justifier. And Romans chapter 5 says we are justified through faith. We have peace through God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus expressed himself as Jehovah Mekadesh, the one who sanctifies you. Hebrews chapter 2, I'm preaching to myself. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11 says, so now Jesus and the one he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call on them his brothers and his sisters. Jesus expresses himself as Jehovah alone, the everlasting God who never changes. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday. Jesus expressed himself as Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. And we see that when he multiplied the bread and the fish. We see that when a coin came out of a fish's mouth. We see that when God provides. I'm here to tell you, you got the 
best gift the world could ever have. And Jesus expresses himself as Jehovah Shalom, which means peace. And that's why he said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not do I give it like the world gives it. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. I feel like preaching. He expresses himself as Jehovah Sabaoth. What am I trying to tell you? That for all of the Old Testament, God was preparing the way for the name above every. That's why Philippians chapter 2. Verse 6 and 10 says, Who being in the nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient and even to the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him, not a car, he didn't give him a house, he didn't give him money. He didn't give him a girlfriend. He gave him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth. Before, before, before. When you wanted to know God as a healer, you had to say Jehovah Rapha. When you wanted to know God as your fighter, you had to say Jehovah Nisi. When you wanted to know God as your sanctifier, you had to say Jehovah Mekadesh. But God is saying now, there's no need for Mekadesh. There's no need for Elion. There's no need for Shama. And you say Jesus, in Jesus, you get healed. In Jesus, you get delivered. In Jesus, chains are broken. In Jesus. So who is Jesus? Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Devils tremble at the name of Jesus. That's why when you pray, pray in the name of Jesus. When you're in trouble, don't call your mama. Call Jesus. For he said, where two or three are gathered in my name. Who is Jesus? He is Adam's redeemer. He is Abel's vindicator. He is Abraham's sacrifice. He is Noah's ark. He is Moses' burning bush. He is Joshua's battle axe. He is Gideon's fleece. He is Samson's power. He is David's music. He's Solomon's wisdom. He's Jeremiah's potter's wheel. He is the will in the middle of a wheel. He's God, the only son. He's Mary's baby boy. He's James Jude, big brother. He is Matthew's king. He is Mark's suffering sovereign. He is John's word become flesh. He is Luke's the power of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus is the name above every other name. Jesus is a rock in a weary land. Jesus is a shelter in the middle of a storm. Jesus is bread for the hungry and water for the thirsty. That's why when you got Jesus, your man can leave you, baby. But you're not alone. 
You might be sick in your body, but you got Jesus. You might be broke in your pocket, but you got Jesus. I'm here to tell you today, if you never get a gift this Christmas, you got the best gift that man could ever have. It ain't Muhammad. It ain't Buddha. It ain't Hare Krishna. It ain't the president. It ain't nobody. His name is So what are we going to do with this gift? What are we going to do with Jesus? Because this is the best gift that God has ever given the world. And God intentionally and intrinsically, he paved the way to prepare for this name. That's why John said in John chapter 1. It says that when the word became flesh, he says, and we behold the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of mercy and truth. Jesus becomes that umbrella, if you will. He becomes the icon. You know on your computer you have a bunch of icons, you click it and a lot of files show up. Jesus is that icon. And when you click on Jesus, you get righteousness, you get healing, you get power, you get victory. See, see, the Old Testament folk wish they lived in our era. They didn't have the privilege of having Jesus. Moses knew him as I am that I am. Joshua knew him as Jehovah Nisi. David knew him as Jehovah Roah, my pastor. But you and I get to know him in everything that he is. That's why your greatest gift, my friend, is Jesus. That's why when you come to church, we don't offer you religion. Religion doesn't change. We offer you Jesus because he is the only one that can heal you, restore you, deliver you, all at the same time. So here's what I want to do, church. I want to encourage you to leave this place with Jesus. Leave this place with the greatest gift that God has given to the world. He says, for God so loved the world. He gave the best gift, his only begotten son. So that whoever believes in Jesus should not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you're here, friend, and you don't have Jesus, you're missing out on the greatest gift God has given the world. And so I tried to show you how for 4,000 years of history, God expressed himself in different names, in different names, in different names to prepare us to say, this is the name.